Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We have a cool guest episode going on today. I love the guest episodes because there's just so much energy to bounce around. Um, this is a, a specialty, a, sorry, a specialty and a modality that um, many of you know that I speak about, but I've never brought anybody on to speak on the podcast about this. So I'm really excited. I'm stoked to kind of bring you more depth around this area. And I want to welcome on the beautiful Adrienne Rivera, who is the founder of Breath of Gold and is also a spiritual business coach. Oh, losing my voice already. She is a a breathwork specialist. And so we are going to be going deep into the breathwork modality today. Thank you so much for being here, Adrienne. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Holly. And we were just riffing a little bit on human design before we hit record, right? Because I find that even the people who are not coming on to talk about human design, somehow the conversation becomes about human design (laughs) because it's everywhere. Um, And we established that you are a manifesting generator. We love our MGs. You are like uh, manifestors, but on steroids, you know, got like (laughs) all the energy. (laughs) And you were sharing that your sister is a reflector, which is so So rare, rare. so Mm -hmm. beautiful. So congratulations on that front. (laughs) (laughs) Doing this life with a reflector, it's quite a privilege. I love that. Now, can you tell us a little bit about your work? What is it that you do? And, and, kind of how did you land there? How did you end up doing the work that you do? Yeah. So like you mentioned, I'm the founder of Breath of Gold, which is a breathwork business. Our tagline is connecting to wealth and wisdom from within. So breathwork found me five years ago, totally by accident. I stumbled across a workshop that was called Spirit Fest. Nowhere on the flyer did it say breathwork. So I'm like, well, this sounds cool. Let's do this. I never have heard of breathwork before that point. And um, I just remember that first session totally changing my life and feeling so much euphoria and pleasure and bliss, like head to toe, my body was vibrating. And I'm like, what is going on? And that was the first moment in my entire life that I ever had the realization, everything I've been looking for outside of me is within. Mm. And it was this crazy, like mind twist moment where I was like, what is this? So I immediately got hooked. I started doing more and more breath work. And in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, 
I actually started out as a fitness coach. Breathwork is kind of in the background. I'm like doing breathwork for my own uh, practice. And I saw this ad one day and it was like, do you want to create a six-figure business online and not have a website and just do it organically and make it easy? And so I was like, yes, yes, yes. So long story short, I became a online fitness coach, did all the things, um, grew that business to an abundant level and was really proud of it until I got to a point around COVID of just feeling like not lit up about it anymore. Mm -hmm. And also a little bit, maybe out of alignment is the word that's coming through because I was telling these clients like to count their macros and to do this intense fitness plan. And for the first time in my life, I just wanted to like intuitively eat, intuitively work out and have no structure around health. And health is definitely a core value for me. But I just was like, you know, there's more to life than squats. <laughs> I'm not really about this. Like, of course, my business was like way more about, you know, more than just squats. I had a book called Fit Through Love. I had a podcast called The Fit Through Love Show. And a lot of it, you know, my messaging about like everything being about relationships, like your relationship with your body and everything, like a lot of that has still stayed consistent. Um, I even dabbled in relationship coaching for a while because I love love. I love my relationship, my fiance of seven years. And then I got to a point where I'm like, you know, I've fallen in love with more of having a business and the business side of things. And the way that my brain now operates is like marketing, sales, strategy. And I'm thinking way more about this than the actual thing that I'm teaching, which is fitness. Mm -hmm. So that's when I made the pivot into business coaching. And actually I did take a little period of time to work for a uh, company that did business coaching as well. Multi-million dollar company uh, became one of their top three sales uh, people on their team learned a ton, but again, was like missing the spiritual component, missing my personality, like missing, taking people deeper along a transformational journey and also missing breath work. Mm -hmm. So that's when I manifested completely shifting into the spiritual business coaching stuff and how I did that was on a call with my friend Candace, who is very psychic and amazing. <laughs> and we had a conversation. I'm like, you know, I really feel like my calling in this next phase of my life is to be a spiritual business coach. And she says, every single time you say that my left arm gets chills, you should totally do this. I wrote it down in my journal that I'm a successful spiritual business coach 10 times. Two days later, someone who I went to high school with reached out and was like, hey, how'd you grow your business? I want to learn from you. From that moment, I shifted everything into like business and really working with entrepreneurs because I am one, they, they get it, we get each other and we're ready to create big things. Now, Breath of Gold, the breathwork business has been like this common denominator across every different niche that I've ever done because breathwork has changed so many lives and it's something that we all have within us. We all have traumas to overcome. We all have clarity to achieve the next level of our life and business. And breathwork has been for everything, for everyone, I believe. So when I was doing fitness, it was like people would plateau. I'd lead them through breathwork and then boom, crying, traumas released. They drop the next 10 pounds. <laughs> and with business, it's kind of the same thing. Lead them through breathwork. They get all the clarity. They get back, you know, reconnected to their vision of why they're doing their business in the first place. And it's like, boom. So it's really funny because breath of gold is like my passion. And it's this business that's kind of like built as if it were a hobby. And the love that's been poured into this, like a baby has really blossomed and breath of gold is really what I've 
you know, become known for now. People are like, oh, you want breath work? Adrian's your person. So it's kind of funny how, um, you know, the manifesting generator in me has gotten really busy building all these different types of businesses and podcasts and books and journals and Oracle card decks. And what really people love is my breathwork journeys. Mm. I love, I love people sharing kind of the whole length of their business journey because it just, there is such an illusion, just as a complete aside, there is such an illusion in the the business space, especially in the online entrepreneurial space that like you come in and you choose an idea or you choose your niche and then you're golden. Like you really just need that million dollar idea or you just need the perfect niche and then you go in and you build it and you're done. And like the reality is that is not how it works for anyone anyone mm-hmm. at all. Certainly, I think many of us arrive at a place where we're like, mm, okay, now this, this is what I dig. Yeah. And there are threads along the way. I really see that in your journey that there's these, you know, threads that kind of connected like each point to the next, to the next, to the next, but all of it comes down to surrender. Like you have to be willing right. when you've built something, especially when it's successful, you got to be really willing to let that successful thing go and take that thread as it's coming. And that's so easy to say and so terrifying to do, right? (laughs) Because when you spend all of this time building something and people recognize you for it and it's bringing in money and it has this sense of stability in business, like why would I take all of that down to pursue something else? Oh, that's right, because I'm actually not fulfilled here. Like my energy is just not making itself available for this. So Mm -hmm. I love, I love that. I love what you just said too. And that was a fear of mine when I was pivoting from fitness coaching, like, but everyone knows me for fitness. Like, what are they going to think of me when I now, you know, enter the business and entrepreneurial land fully. And, um, yeah, long story short, I doubled my income and then tripled my income like (laughs) within two years. So it really is about following your passion. I think that's like really our highest timeline is following our passion and our purpose. And, the biggest illusion that I feel like I've seen in the entrepreneurial space is that we have one purpose, mm. especially if you're a manifesting generator like oh, me. Oh yeah. You guys have like 72,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that we have different purposes in different stages of our life. Like I never would have been able to be a good business coach if I didn't build a business to begin with. So like there were stepping stones along the journey and, you know, I, yeah, like, I just feel like so many people think there's one thing that they have to do forever, but I know that when I'm like 60 years old, I'm going to have so much life experience that I'll probably be doing something slightly different and that'll be totally fine. Yeah, correct. Correct. I think it's, um, allowing yourself to lay back into just that wave of, of what is it at the moment? What am I called to at the moment? And if I can give myself over to that, then it, it does produce like that abundance and that prosperity and that, that success, you know, those are all the outcomes of, of these type of experiences, but you've got to be willing to let yourself go there and to release what was in the past and also to be available to whatever is going to be in the future when it comes, because it will, something else will, something else will come in, especially for those of us with any manifesto energy at all. It's like <laughs> the wave will keep moving guys. It's going to keep moving. Can you, for, for people who are not at all like versed in breath work, have never heard of it before, don't understand what breath work is. Can you give us kind of like a breath work 101? What is breath work and, and how does it function? 
Of course. Yeah. So breath work is consciously using our breath. When we sleep, we are still breathing, but it happens automatically. So breath work is taking away this this process that happens normally automatically without thinking, and it's bringing conscious awareness to it. So I like to say that there's pranayama and then there's breath work. So pranayama comes from yogic practices and ancient traditions. And the one-on-one way to explain it is it's like breathing exercises. Usually they're short. Usually it's in and out through the nose. Um, just like there is a tree that has like medicinal property, uh, properties in the Amazon. Like there's like a full tool belt, like you have everything you need in the jungle and in nature, we have that with our breath. So we can use pranayama exercises to, um, you know, like release stress, release tension for better sleep. Like there's so many benefits that we can use and we can use different pranayama techniques to activate different states. Um, if we want to find a clear mind, we can use pranayama for that. Now, breath work is usually this umbrella term for more activating styles of breath work, such as circular connected breath, rebirthing, holotropic, three-part breath. Usually this breath work is done in and out through the mouth. Um, sometimes for certain demographics of people, if they participate in these, you know, styles of breath work that are more activating, we ask that they breathe in through their nose based on, you know, what they have going on medically, um, in their body at that moment. But yeah, it's very activating. So I would say that the biggest purpose of breath work, there's two things. One, it's to get clarity and two, it's to release trauma. So I like to think about breath work as an inhale and an exhale. So if you can imagine inhale, I like to think about that as like, I'm getting clarity, I'm bringing things in, I'm manifesting. And then the exhale is like, we got to let something go to then bring something in. So the exhale is like releasing trauma, shadow work, inner child healing, um, feeling our emotions in order to heal them. So crying and feeling the, the darker sides of ourselves. Um, so when people have a lot of trauma and they do breath work, often those layers are surfaced and we're able to move past that. And it's really interesting because I've been practicing breath work for years and years and years. And the way that breath work affects me has evolved over the years. I remember the first 10 sessions, it was like, whoa, this is so intense and kind of hard. Like, man, I've got to face a lot of stuff here. That's been here for decades. Like this is crazy. And then you get to a point where you've done a lot of the shadow work. You've done a lot of the inner child work, but it's kind of about like maintenance, certain things still surface and healing is like a spiral. So sometimes we look at a certain event from childhood, we heal it deeply. We have a huge breath work release. We integrate it into our life. We feel like we've completed that, but then whoop, we swoop back down to the spiral and another layer is meant to be processed. So yeah, it's, it's really profound how we are wired. And I studied psychology in college and, you know, our developmental years, age one through or zero through eight, that really shapes our life. And so we can have these profound experiences. And at first, when I first found breathwork, um, you know, I had to be aware of this because part of me is like, well, if I can just heal some of these crazy events that happened in childhood, then I'll never have to deal with them again. And that's not how it works. Cause this is literally our <laughs> program. <it>. Yeah. <laughs> right. You can't just like have a crazy release around like, you know, mother or father healing and then never talk to them again. <laughs> that's yeah. not actually integration. So I like to say the power is in the breath work, but equally in the integration, mm. like 
I really try to practice this because otherwise the lessons that come through spiritually are not embodied. So I've had a lot of um, things come up around family. Like one was like deep sister healing and letting go of comparison, which I felt like I was always trying to be like as good as her. She was my older sister, right? And so a lot of comparison, a lot of I'll never be good enough was in my field. And I had a huge breathwork session that brought me a lot of clarity. But then I realized, huh, I'm not really integrating this. I'm still avoiding her. There's still something here. So sometimes it's equally as important and powerful to actually do the harder thing, like FaceTime my sister and have those breakthroughs and have those conversations in real time when we can. Um, so yeah, it's really powerful, deep healing work. Mm-hmm. There are two things that really hugely stand out to me from what you just articulated, which was so beautiful. One of them is the integration piece, which is like, I mean, I, I agree with you. Integration is equally weighted to anything else that we do, whether in breathwork or human design or or whatever, whatever modality, right? Whatever kind of theology we're using here or whatever language we're using. And yet integration is the single hardest piece of all of it, right? Because there's not somebody walking alongside of you in integration saying, come on now, keep going, like let this settle in and let this sink in. And it can also feel especially when we have used modalities that are more physical, like breathwork, right? Where we're having this connection to the body. I find that integration after that is so multifaceted because it's like your body is integrating on this kind of, you know, subconscious physical level, but then you're also having all of the emotional shift and all of that identity shift and, and even all of that mental shift, you're changing narratives and changing behaviors, changing the way you respond to things. Like we, we tout integration a lot and we should because integration is where it's at. And yet I think that we tend to gloss over like, Oh, you just like, like, just integrate it, (laughs) just embody it. Like, man, that can be a big deal. That can be a really, really big deal. And I think it, it makes people question whether they're doing it wrong. Like, Mm. oh, this has been really hard to settle into this shit. Like, well, yeah, it's, it is going to be really hard. You've got to keep kind of relentlessly showing up for yourself during that, that experience. The other thing that stood out is looking at the trauma work, which I love. I think, um, you know, the definition of trauma is so wide, yeah, because it's what your body has perceived as trauma in your experience. And so arguably probably everybody in the world would say they have trauma, yeah, even though we've had vastly different experiences. Um, And so trauma work is so necessary. It's just so necessary. And I often speak to people who have, you know, because I work mostly with manifestors and we have a lot of trauma just from our, our energetic type and the fact that we're different and we don't fit into the world and we often end up kind of like trying to be controlled and manipulated by other people. So we have some um, kind of key trauma characteristics that we tend to like universally carry as manifestors. But I speak to a lot of, a lot of people who are like, well, I, you know, I've, I've been in therapy you know, I've, I've done psychotherapy. I've been doing it for years and, you know, it's, it's been helpful, but I still have this thing. And, you know, my, my perspective is that we need to do the body work 
this like, yes, the mental therapy is amazing. I, I come from a nursing background. I was a nurse. I firmly believe in, in the psychological assistance for trauma. But what about the body? What about the body? The body is the thing that's holding all of it. And breath work, certainly for me, I came across breath work four years ago. Um, and that strange, strange experience, you know, the, like your first ever breath work, your first ever like intensive breath work where you're like, oh my God, my body is doing things and showing me things that I just, I didn't even realize were there, right? Can you... I would be really curious just to know, like, kind of physically and emotionally, what was it like for you having your first intensive breathwork experience? Like, what did that actually look like for you? Oh, my goodness. We're getting juicy. (laughs) (laughs) So my first ever breathwork session, I literally had a full body orgasm. Mm. It was wild. And that was really powerful for me because I had gone through a phase for many years in high school and early college where I felt like pleasure is in a man. (laughs) Pleasure is in a relationship. Pleasure is outside of myself. Part of the big reason that I was a fitness coach was because I had overcome six years of binge eating disorder. Whereas the narrative growing up was, oh, my parents aren't home for me. So, you know, love in the form of people is not consistent, but food is always here. So food can consistently love and comfort me. And so it was this voice and narrative that I created in my head that gave me the love and comfort again, outside of myself. And so, like I mentioned, you know, in the beginning, it was really like, whoa, okay. Love, pleasure, all the things that I've been looking for in life are not without me. In fact, it's when I can anchor it in myself that I can create it in any moment. And so it was like this really profound realization. And that lesson that I just articulated is something that I continue to integrate into my life. It was one of the most profound lessons that I've ever received. And so I try so much to be in the moment and be like, okay, am I experiencing joy, love, and pleasure? If the answer is no, or I don't know, how can I create that in myself first? And then create that with everything that I perceive that's outside of myself. So the first session obviously got me hooked because I'm like, wow, I don't need anything. I can just breathe. And like, this is bliss. (laughs) This is amazing. Right. And so then the next session was not like that at all. The next session was actually very painful in my physical body. I had like old injuries that were flaring up where it felt like there was like daggers in them. And it was just like radiating more pain than I could even imagine. And while it was hard to feel the message that I felt was like, don't worry, we're bringing blood to these areas that have stagnant energy. And like, we're healing this for you. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I'll keep going. All right. I know a lot of crying on that one, a lot of darker stuff. Um, And yeah, I remember in one of the first 10 sessions I had, it was really intense and it was around um, one of my friends that I had met at the time who also was a roommate. They had moved out and um, like two weeks after they moved out and moved into their girlfriend's house, they got bit by a rattlesnake and died. Wow. Oh, wow. And I had never had any experience with death. I've been very fortunate that not a lot of people in my family have died. And so with that being said, I had no idea how to process grief. So my strategy was I'll just get really busy and I'll forget about it. It's not that big of a deal. And I tried to like talk myself out of it. I was literally like, oh, we weren't that close anyways, or, oh, I didn't know him that long. 
And those strategies did not work. In fact, I'm shocked. Yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So that breathwork session, I cried instantly the whole time, two hours, just crying and feeling. And I remember being in a small group. There was like four of us and the breathwork facilitator looked over me and she's like, I saw you crying and I've never seen anyone crying breathwork like that, but I knew you weren't in pain. It was like this, this other type of thing that you were feeling. And, and by the end, when I shared with her, what happened, she's like, it was grief. You were processing and moving grief. So I'm really grateful that I had had breathwork right after that experience to allow myself that safe place to cry. And it was like this honoring of him Mm. and who he was and like feeling him, um, and allowing myself to crack my heart open rather than try to shield it, to not feel the pain and suffering that was there. Mm -hmm. That is such a profound story. I mean, just the grief aspect alone, I find grief is such a challenging energy for us to experience and to navigate through. And the body holds the depth of grief in a way that the mind cannot, I think we can't connect to it. We can't process it. We can't understand it. Um, And things like breath work are just the most phenomenal gateway to it, right? It's like, oh, I know all of that stuff is there, but how do I even get to it? to to Mm -hmm. release it right and and breath work amongst other modalities but I think breath work is one of the top it's a you open the door and there it all is it's all sitting there Mm -hmm. um in my my first like really intensive breath work experience it was in a group as well and I mean man it was messy I was like crying and shaking and coughing a lot and like wailing and it's just it's not like sitting cross-legged in a quiet meditation. I mean, breath work is like. Not meditation. (laughs) No, breath work is, it's the real deal. I mean, you are, you're putting your body um, in a state of, of altered chemical reaction. I mean, you're changing your, your oxygenation and carbon dioxide levels. And so your body kind of goes into this really strange, almost ethereal state, right? Where like your body's functioning, doing some crazy stuff. And it's, it's almost like you're just there witnessing the ride. I always find in like, you know, those deeper breath work experiences that I'm just watching myself, like, mm-hmm. wow, look what is happening in my body right now. Like, okay, I'm here. Yeah. It's a full journey. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's, when we're talking about these kind of breathwork experiences, these are the more intensive ones. I think what a lot of people don't understand is that there's a real spectrum of breathwork because breathwork is just working with the breath. And so there's all of these different ways to use breathwork. And we were talking about, before we hit record, we were talking about the um, kind of the healing of the nervous system through breathwork, um, which is particularly relevant right now. I mean, so many people are just kind of feeling fried that's the breath work that I've been doing personally for myself over the last six months or so is, um, as I was saying before, like a lot of parasympathetic work. I've been working on my vagal tone, vagal regulation, which is completely different breath work. It's complete. I mean, it's much softer. It's, you know, it's gentler. It has this sense of grounding to it. Can you share with people kind of like, what, what does that spectrum look like to, you know, if somebody wants to try breath work, do they need to go? like all in on an intensive breathwork session or are there other ways they can sort of get their feet a little bit wet? 
Mm, that's a really good question. And this is a question that I get asked a lot on podcasts. Like, can we do little, you know, breathing exercises, kind of like warm up for it. And it's like two totally different things, even though they're both breath work, it's like asking, can I do yoga to prepare, prepare for running? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I mean, it's going to help a little bit. You're going to be more connected to your body, but it's just completely different. And so Uh, using this analogy that's coming through with yoga and running, I believe that everyone can benefit from both. I both do yoga and running. And so, you know, with breathing in and out through the mouth, like there's books that have come out recently called, you know, breathe by James Nestor. And, you know, they say in there, never breathe through the mouth. And I personally believe that that is not true because everything (laughs) has a place. It's like sprinting on a track. It's like breathing through your mouth and that is fight or flight but it allows you to like, it benefits you. It allows you to get stronger. And when we can access those, that part of our nervous system, it allows us to release trauma in a healthy way. So for people that have trauma, which is everyone, like everyone has trauma. I believe that like a deep style of breath work is basically for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, you may be going through a time in your life where that might not be calling you and that's okay. But I do feel like personally, it is so transformational that everyone gets to have a deep journey. Now, that being said, if you're in a place in your life where, you know, just like the running versus yoga, you're needing a little bit more yoga. Like I shared in my, um, story about not feeling aligned with fitness coaching. I grew up as a swimmer. So it was like, go, go, go. And I was like, I just want to do yoga for once. I just need to chill out. And so that's, if you're in that phase of your life, you really would benefit from, you know, vagal toning, parasympathetic inspired breathing practices and really slowing yourself down. And I really love, breath work that does that because I think it's easier than meditation. A lot of the times oh, yeah. <laughs> meditating can be really hard. <laughs> faster. It's faster. Yes, totally. Yeah. So I think that we both get to have both because mm. not every day do I do yoga. Not every day do I run. It's like, what does my body need? And it's building this relationship with our body to know that we have different tools to respond to how we're feeling. Yeah. Beautifully said. I so agree. So agree. Let's jump to talking about the usage of breath work in business or even just generally in growth. You touched on it a little bit before when you were talking about um, the way that you use breath work with clients and kind of to help them do that, that shift, particularly in that quantum space, right? When we're talking about doing quantum leaps, like, oh, I've arrived at this place and I'm kind of stuck here and I feel like I can't move forward, but I want to go at speed. Like I want to collapse time and I want to do this big jump. I, you know, just kind of want to leap over a few hurdles at once. How does, how does breath work even play into something like that? How does it facilitate a quantum leap? Yes, it is so powerful. And I have so much to say on this. And this is really what I'm known for, like known for supporting entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, and totally taking it to the next level with breath work and the results manifest in their business. And so I set out to ask myself and ask God, what is a quantum leap? And of course, God showed me in the form of breath work. And I had a breath work journey that was really, really, really powerful and gave me this full journey that left me with this metaphor of what I feel like a quantum leap is. And I want to explain it because I think it'll really resonate with people. So the definition that I got is quantum leaping is embodying 
a process so that you don't have to manifest things in the external teaching you a lesson. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, let's say that you keep manifesting relationships that don't serve you. It's like the universe is serving you a platter saying like, here's a relationship that's going to teach you about worthiness. You don't learn the lesson. You break up with the guy, you track the same guy. Here's a relationship that's going to teach you the same <laughs> lesson. Like when let's are you going to learn? Yeah, let's go again. And you will continue to manifest these experiences that we don't want. I believe that we manifest everything. So look at the experiences that you've attracted that you don't want, like clients complaining, clients not play, paying, whatever it may be. And ask yourself, how am I manifesting this? How am I creating this in some way? And that's really where we can use breathwork to go within and shift how we're showing up. So I had this beautiful breathwork journey and I went into this space and it was beautiful. And the first thing I felt was like so much love. My heart cracked open. I started crying. And the first message is, this is the amount of love that you feel or that Darren feels, who's my fiance, when you give him quality time that wasn't my love language. So I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to give him quality time. (laughs) I'll just give him my love languages. And that was huge for me. Like, Whoa, I love him so much. I always want to create ways that I can love him deeper. Like God is literally showing me how he feels. I can make him feel this way every day. If I just give him time, of course, this is worth like, he's worthy of this, you know? And then the second part of it was a vision of me and my dream house that I had manifested, but manifested through like busting my butt and working really hard and using the generator part of my Manny Gen self. And I just remember seeing myself like I'm looking down and I'm like 40 years old in this vision and I'm 27 now. And I see myself feeling like lonely and like resentful, like, man, I work so hard for this and this doesn't feel as good as I thought. And so God then told me in this breathwork session, if you embody this lesson, we'll still give you the house. You can have it, but you can do it in a way where it's in alignment and you're finding balance and ease and you're having fun and fulfillment and you're enjoying your, your youth and your years and, um, doing everything that you should. And so, I really took that to heart this year. We're traveling to Spain and Bali and Switzerland, possibly Africa and Peru and Alaska Mm. and Colorado and Arizona, like so many places, not to mention all the places we've already been this year. And so the old me would have been like, but I won't be able to take sales calls. I'll be traveling and like totally terrified to take that much time off. But I've surrendered to the divine timing and knowing how important quality time is and making meaningful memories. Like that's really what we're here to experience. So with this story, I hope that you can feel that a quantum leap is learning a lesson in your body so that you don't have to manifest learning it the hard way. Like if I didn't have that embodiment or message come through to me, I may have hustled my butt to multiple millions of dollars, got the house and felt completely sad. And like, I didn't travel and take time off and take advantage of this entrepreneurial life that I've created. So the way that I use it myself in business, as well as for my clients is to find alignment and to be on the highest path for the highest timeline. So if someone is like, what should I do? What should I launch right now? Maybe I should do a webinar, but they're like kind of disconnected. We guide them into a breathwork space. They get all the clear messages. They know what the webinar is called. They know who to invite. So much magic can be um, done in that way. 
I used it a couple months ago when I was leading a retreat. I had personally invited like 30 people. I'm like, oh yeah, it's going to be full. And it wasn't. So my ego was like, okay, what, what do I know works? Breathwork works for business. So I went into that space and my intention was, God, show me who do I get to invite to this retreat that I've completely forgotten about. Mm. And I like channeled a list of names, another 30 people. And two of those people said, yes. One of them being blue shirt girl from Austin, Texas. (laughs) I didn't even remember her name. I just remember there was something about her when we connected briefly on Facebook that I don't know, spirits just saying she gets to be there. And so she came and it was like the easiest. Yes. I messaged her some crazy voice notes where I'm like, Hey, I just did breath work and I saw you at this retreat and you should come. She replies with full body. Yes, I'm in. Where do I pay? (laughs) It's amazing. So like when it's aligned, you don't have to do that much work. So I really love supporting people with breath work because it's, it's that reminder to connect to yourself and to do less work, but to do more of the aligned work. So, you know, a lot of business coaches teach, you have to reach out to X amount of people a day and you have to do X amount of things a day. I personally believe if you do the right things, Maybe you only need to do one to three things a day and you can still overachieve your goals. Yeah. It's all about the energy, right? Everything is about energy and strategy can be supportive of that for sure. But um, again, it's like much like the integration piece, energy is much harder than strategy. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) strategy is a lot safer. It's more frustrating. It will take you on a really windy path. Energy is much more direct, but you've got to be willing to show up for it. And you've got to be willing to continually do that, that work. It is, it is the like walk the talk arrangement, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. And when you embody a certain way of being where people are like, wow, this is magnetic energy. I want that they hire you. So often we forget we are our businesses. We're focusing so much on emails and websites and things that don't really matter. They are a projection of us. Of course it, it helps. And we are our business. So the more we can work on ourselves, the more things just fall into place. Mm -hmm. So good. At the beginning of the episode, we talked about, um, I think we mentioned it a couple of times that you have an Oracle deck. Yes. The breath of gold Oracle deck. Is that right? Yes. Beautiful Mm -hmm. that you created. Um, We would love to do a card pull from the deck if you're available to do that. Of course. Let's see what message wants to come through. Okay. For listening. Yes. I love oracles. Ugh, Me oracle too. Ooh. All right. So we have card number 15 for anyone who loves numerology. That's and it says, beautiful. Also, yeah. the picture is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Breathe in communication. Mm. So the guidebook says, Explore how you can create increasing harmony with your family and in your home life. As you investigate how the dynamics of your relationships have been, allow yourself to remain curious, unattached, and free from judgment. If triggered, it is a reflection of an aspect of you. Things aren't as black and white as you may think. Be clear with others and know that your words are the paintbrush of what you are creating in your reality. Be conscientious of your words. If you have been experiencing disagreements with those in your life, appreciate them and make peace. Through clear communication, you can resolve unwanted feelings and emotions. Mm. 
Gorgeous message. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. So this is your card deck. It's available to buy from you. Yes. On your website, I assume. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. Mm -hmm. We'll have all the links for that in the show notes. Before we wrap up, I just, I would love to know where people can find you. How can they work with you? What kind of stuff do you offer? Like, tell us a little bit about you and how, how we find you. Yes. So first I'd love to invite everyone to come try a breath work with me for free. If you go to breathofgold.com slash Sunday dash breathwork, you can try one of our free Sunday breathwork sessions. I lead breath breathwork every single Sunday. And if you love it, we have a membership that you can join and come to every single one. Otherwise first one is free. It's amazing. Uh, we got the breathwork deck. I have a spiritual business coaching mastermind, which is a lot of breathwork, a lot of masterminding, a lot of mastering energetics, as well as we have a tech goddess in there who supports you with the (laughs) foundations and the strategy to, you know, create the stability of, and the foundation of your business. Um, and that is for coaches and healers and coming up in December, I have a Peru retreat in the Amazon and there's breath work, there's masterminding. It's all about leadership. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to be there, but lots of people are entrepreneurs and it is one of the most powerful creations that I have ever created. So much magic came out of the Peru retreat last year. I'm really looking forward to this one and breath work in particular to be done in nature, not only in nature, but in the most abundant place in nature, which is the Amazon. Mm. You know, I shared that analogy of the Amazon has everything we need for every ailment. All medicine is derived from plants there. It's like how we have everything we need with our breath. And when you compare those two together, it is an abundance vortex that is created. So the manifestations that came out of that retreat were powerful and so profound and happened so fast and people's lives are like so different and it's been really cool to witness. And yeah, so any of that information that you're looking for, um, you can go to adrianrivera.com for the business coaching stuff, breathofgold.com for breath work. And if anything resonated, you want to connect, you can go to Instagram and message me at Adrian Rivera coaching. And I'd love to get to know you. And we'll of course have all of that linked in the show notes for everybody, especially the free breathwork class. So if you have not tried breathwork before, or maybe you've dabbled in it and you, you it's really resonating with you now and you feel like, oh, I, I've got some things to shift and I, I really want to dive into this. Oh my gosh, please go to the free class and just to try it. I think it's it's one of those experiences that's so valuable even to know just the contrast, right? Like you don't know whether it's going to resonate with you until you do it. So get there, try it out. If it doesn't speak to you, don't do it again. If it does speak to you, which is a high likelihood that <laughs> it'll speak to you, then pursue that pathway. Thank you so much, Adrian, for joining us and for sharing all of your wisdom and all of your insight. I strongly encourage everybody to get into your space and to share in your energy and in all of your expertise. And we really appreciate you sharing your time with us today. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today in another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We so enjoy having you here and whether you are listening to my insights or the wisdom of one of our other incredibly talented manifesto specialists, we really truly hope that you have taken away power, transformation and wisdom about your own manifesto magnificence. 
Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to, or if you feel like it, please do a share across your social media. We love to hear how each of the episodes is impacting you, and we love to provide an opportunity for you to inform us via social media. So please share a story or a post about this episode and tag us at The Manifestor Community. Until next time, please, manifestors, keep hunting for purpose.